Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to Sustainable One Hundred and Three. Hello yourself. Welcome to Sustainable All, and welcome to Sustainable Listener. Thank you for listenifying. We are your friendly little environment podcast, all about people and the planet and naughty, naughty monkeys, which is what we're <laughs> going to be talking about in this week's show, aren't we, all? Very good. Yes, this week we are unashamedly only going to talk about one thing, but that one thing is how in Hoffish. Volkswagen and the car companies in general are specifically because of this story, which you may have read about, about monkeys being gassed. Oh, bad business. Yeah, nasty, horrible stuff. But it's a classic story where you start pulling a little threads, and a whole ball of Inhoff emerges. It's yeah. <laughs> a ball of Inhoff. Yeah, I didn't mean not like. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. The metaphor was a ball of wool, but you know what I mean. Anyway, this lot are horrible. We go into some depth to look at just how horrible they are and and, and why they're doing it and and what it reminds us of and, and all the rest of it. No, this is very good, listener. When we did episode ninety two about insects, when Ol was all sad, and we preempted the episode by saying, "Listener, brace yourself. Ol's going to be sad in this episode." Well, this week, brace yourself because Ol's got pages of notes and he's going to tell us all about a thing that he's researched so shut up and listen to Ol banging on about this now before Ol bangs on just the usual disclaimer we do work for environmental charities but these are very much our own views so if you've got any beef with anything that we say and particularly if you are a large car company with a Mm. litigious and angry function uh, please do not point any of your anger at the people for whom we work but take it up with us directly and we shall fight you no don't (laughs) bare chested in the playground until one of us squeals. Please don't get litigious on our ass. On with it! In of the Week. So, in half time, this is the section of the show named after a senator in America called Jim Inhoff. Is he German? No. But wait, we'll come on to the Germans. Yeah? Yeah, that's how good you Okay. Oh, God. No, he is American. I, th- I think he's American. He must be American. Anyway, he's an American senator. He's a bit of a doofus, really, because he says climate change isn't real because there's still snow. Hmm. So we named a section of the show after him where we look at other people who are doofusy and in hoffy. And this week, we're going to look in quite some detail at some really quite massively in hoffy in Yes. Now, this is all about, listener, you may have noticed another thing that happened a long time ago and we are covering it as if it's news yeah. um, was the... We're like the, private eye we've given up on trying to break stories we just explain them a few month, months later This was a thing that happened while we were off over sort of January time wasn't it round about then, start yeah. of the year uh, you will have heard all about this News of the emissions tests on volunteers and monkeys on behalf of BMW Daimler and Volkswagen has shocked many including VW's chief executive, who issued a rapid apology. So, oh, mm. what the bloody hell's going on? Is that a thing? And if it's a thing, 
Who's the Inhoff? Are you the Inhoff? Am I the Inhoff? Are we all Inhoffs? And can you please explain to me what in the name of Perishing Monkeys they were doing Perishing Monkeys? Right. Thanks for the four questions, yes. as usual. Yes, it Hurry is. Hurry up and answer them. <laughs> no, shut up and listen. I get to say that this okay. week. All right. Uh, yeah, this is a thing. It is. Listener, Ol's got notes. I've got no- look, listen, look, look, look. listen. This is paper, paper on which I've written notes. Including, some of them are highlighted. Some including highlighted. Just, it, this is a hit in the previous 102 episodes of Babel. This is a hitherto. This is this is like my first ever essay at university when I was really scared. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing. It's one of those stories where when you start to get your head around it, you realise just how mind-bendingly awful it really is. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, what was I laughing at now? So the thing that like got people noticing was that there were some tests done on monkeys, right? Right. So in 2014, in America, in New Mexico, in Albuquerque, which I think is where Breaking Bad was set, you know, where nasty people did things with drugs. Well, some nasty people were doing things with diesel exhaust. Uh, so some monkeys, specifically the Cynomolgus macaque monkey... I'm sorry, could you say that again? I didn't quite get the levels. The the, the cinnamolgus macaque monkeys, otherwise known as the crab-eating monkey. Right, they, uh, I can see why they're otherwise yeah, known crab-eating as Yeah, crab-eating macaque. Is that like, did they, did they just go, oh, feed it a crab? Look, it's a crab-eating monkey, that's easier to say. Good, we'll it? call it that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, must have done. So 10 of these uh, were stuck in a sealed chamber, airtight chamber, which into which was piped exhaust, what was coming off a Volkswagen Beetle that was quite new. You like Beatles? Not Volkswagen Beatles, I don't. And in another sealed chamber were uh, another group of these monkeys that were breathing exhaust what was coming off a 15-year-old Ford pickup truck. Why? I mean, I've got a lot of questions. (laughs) That's a very good question. I've got a lot of questions, but the main one is why? Well, because Volkswagen wants to sell more cars. That's that's the genuine answer. (laughs) Are we going to get in trouble? No, that this is this is absolutely what's going on. the The whole reason this experiment was happening was because the car industry, particularly Volkswagen, Daimler, and BMW, Germans, Germans, uh, want to sell more cars in America. But to sell cars in America, you got to prove that they don't poison as many people as like other cars. So diesel is a bit stinky and poisonous, yes. right? Um, and in America, slightly counterintuitively, they've got quite tough regulations on like how poisony your diesel's allowed to be. And that's one of the reasons that diesel has never particularly taken off there, right? So, so they don't mind about like, you know, great big galumphin hummers bunging no. <laughs> colossal amounts of climate changing stuff into the cosmos. They don't mind about that. No, no, that's fine, Dave. All right. Obviously. That's fine. Yeah, but but if, you, if you put out a few particulates in your tailpipe, you can't ooh, be sold. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so this weird is... Weird country. Isn't it? Yeah, it's weird country. So, so fuel efficiency, CO2 emissions, not an issue. But but gases particularly, this is all about the gases, not really the particles. The gases that, that poison people, they're a bit bothered about. And that was a problem for the big European car makers because... They wanted to sell their horrible diesel 
cars in America, and specifically Volkswagen, who were in the mid-90s going through a bit of a crap period and weren't selling as many cars, then had a whole series of incredibly aggressive CEOs who were like sacking everyone left, right and centre and just getting massive Inhofs in to come and run the company. (laughs) Wanted. (laughs) Inhofs. It's been the warmest year on record. I asked the chair, you know what this is? It's a snowball. And that's just from outside here. So it's very, very cold out, very unseasonal. So here, Mr. President, catch this. Mm-hmm. And they, they had a very clear stated ambition of becoming the biggest car company in the world. And to do that, you've got to crack America. And gas monkeys. And, and to do that, you've got to gas monkeys. So the way it's, it's just got so many parallels with like the tobacco industry, yeah, this whole thing. Like or the oil companies. Exactly. It's exactly the same playbook. What they were trying to do is go, right, people think that our product, diesel, is bad is poisony and everything. So we need some legitimate people saying it ain't poisony, or at least just casting enough, you know, reasonable doubt. That might not be poisony. Might not be poisony. And all this evidence that says it's poisony, I'm not sure that's quite true. So they set up this horrible thing called the European Research Group on Environmental Health in the Transport Sector. You know the one. (laughs) But apparently it goes by the, the German initials, which are the E-U-G-T. And this was, a, this was a, a body, a research body, that was funded by the car companies, right? What's funded it? by VW, Daimler and BMW. Oh. And it had their employees on its board. Oh. And then this research body chucked money at scientists to do research that showed that diesel wasn't as bad Oh, well, as they okay. thought well, it was. was. was okay, so, right, uh, lawyers, uh, <laughs> I hope you're paying attention. Was the purpose of the Research Institute to produce research that showed that diesel wasn't as poisony, or was it to conduct research, some of which may show that diesel wasn't as poisony and some of which may not? The former. So there was actually specifically existed well, like, to I'm, produce there research. There aren't articles, I don't think, that, you know, articles of accreditation or whatever that they say we will only... But that's the only research they were interested in funding. Yeah, it would yeah. be like if, if, if your cat Rodney set up a research institute to show that uh, mice are really delicious and then it kept producing research that showed that actually mice aren't really delicious, <laughs> he would close that research industry down. Yeah. And then eat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but this one luckily kept producing research that said diesel is delicious. Wonderful. <laughs> Which is very good. How news. lucky and for Volkswagen and Daimler. <laughs> I know, what a surprise. And the, the research it did, it was like, hmm, the World Health Organization has said diesel causes cancer. Not probably causes cancer or might cause cancer causes cancer fairly definitive so they decided to fund some scientists to cast doubt on that research oh, right. okay. which is a nice thing to do and, and did the scientists manage to do that well they would they tried to call into question i don't think it's really worked all that much but that's what they were trying to do they cite they cited it another thing which did have a bit of an impact was some research that this shady ugda 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 yes the, the, the enoughs yeah uh, funded which said that if you have a clean air zone, which is in a city... I'd like one of them in this room, by the way. Yeah, yeah we'll get one. In a, in a clean air zone is in a city where there's pollution. You go, right, a bit like the congestion charge there is in London. You go, right, you can't bring your particularly polluting diesel car into this zone because that will make pollution better. 
And surprise, surprise, the evidence shows that that makes pollution better. Well, science, science. I think we've had enough of experts. We have had enough of experts. But EUGT were like, hmm, we could probably cast some doubts on this. So they funded some science, which apparently has massively dodgy methodology to go, oh, actually, these low emission zones don't really reduce pollution. And that was really influential. So you had uh, a case in Austria where some people in Graz were trying to get um, the government to to do more on pollution and they sued the government and the court was like, no, because this dodgy research funded by the motor industry uh, shows that these emission zones aren't effective. I've got a question. Oh, no. Firstly, I wanted to say how pretty you look when you know stuff. It's very engaging. Right. Yes. Uh, secondly, I wanted to ask, it can't be that dodgy, can it? Because, like, it was peer-reviewed. So, yeah, well, that's so it's not that dodgy. Well, right? it was dodgy because... Does that mean some peer-reviewed stuff can be dodgy? Yeah, of course it can. Right. Like, you know, so it's, you're never proving anything in science, are you? You're just... You're, you are not yet disproving it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, admittedly a bit late after the party, but the, in Germany, the uh, what are they called? The Environmental Protection Agency or something in Germany. It's in my notes somewhere, Dave. I don't know where it is. But anyway, some clever people in Germany. <laughs> so like, the problem with taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> some clever people in Germany, a long time, you know, several years after this research appeared, said, oh, hang on a minute. The methodology here is crap. Right, there's, there's, there's no, this is no use. But by that stage, the research had already been used to justify not suing the Austrian government. In the UK, the, um, the National Institute of Clinical Excellence, NICE. Oh, no, yeah, I know them. They're yeah. in charge of deciding what medicines people get. Exactly. Yeah. They cited this research in something or other. Or other? 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 Yeah. And that is the whole playbook, isn't it? That's the point I'm very belatedly getting to. Yes. This is what... This is what the tobacco industry has always done. And the oil industry. And the oil industry has always done. You try and just slowly, slowly crank up the doubt on scientific consensus Mm. by having legitimate sounding bodies, often with genuinely legitimate scientists, do studies that just, you know, just kind of cast doubt onto it. So we've talked all the way through this here, Babel. It's one of our enduring themes, isn't it? That like oil companies, particularly because we're an Mm. environmental podcast, go back and listen to episode 78 when we talked to that Barnaby Pace. Or episode 23B where we talked to Dr. Carl who talks about this. That these companies know stuff, but like there's no incentive for them on a day-to-day kind of level to not be in Hoffs. Really. In the same way as there weren't incentives for Enron not to go fiddling all them corporate accounts. That's a long time ago yeah. now, isn't or it? there's yeah. no incentives for Northern Rock not to sell mortgages 110%, or there's no incentives on a day-to-day level for any of this in Hoffery, really. And, you you know, the likes of us sit back all frothy and floppy-haired and beautiful and go, aren't there in Hoffs, right? But actually, like, they're just, the company's going, well, that's all right, isn't it? Make some money out of that. Keep my shareholders happy, get my bonus, yeah. go home. And it's not like they, they don't concoct. I mean, you talk, here's my question for you. Like, was this concocted as a deliberate plan of cunning that would take five years? Or was it just a series yeah. of very small in hoffy oh, decisions that, like, someone went, well, maybe if we looked into into this, then that would happen. And then so I'm just trying to understand the no, scale it's a strategy. of the. It's a strategy. It's a clear strategy. I mean, I don't think it's a strategy document written down somewhere. 
this is how that we're would, going to dominate the world. That would seem quite stupid. I'd like it if we got that. Yeah. yeah. If anyone wants to leak that to us, if, are, if there are any Volkswagen employees listening to this, feel free to just, you know, send us a direct message on Twitter. It's, it's totally secure. Look, go, go and look out the articles written in the New York Times by this guy, Jack Ewing, who, who broke this whole story about the monkeys, uh, but has been writing about Volkswagen and Dieselgate since it all came to light. And he's written a book about it, actually, as well, which I haven't read, but I'm going to. Don't uh, you need to, by the No, it just sounds fascinating, the whole thing. But but he says, you know, it was it's a brilliant quote. He said, VW and other EU manufacturers were involved in a prolonged, well-financed effort to produce academic research they hoped would influence political debate and preserve tax privilege for di- tax privileges for diesel fuel. Like that's what they were trying to do. So they got people addicted to diesel by cutting tax on it. Oh right, so you not, make... not 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 like by slipping diesel into their Coca Cola when they weren't looking. Yeah, <laughs> just a tiny, tiny bit of diesel. You won't notice it there, and then we'll just increase the dose. And there's a final a final little point about the experiment itself, which is just beautiful, is that so the scientists who were paid by the dodgy group, by Volkswagen, to do these tests on monkeys. We're using a VW Beetle, and this is in 2014, which, unbeknownst to them, had a defeat device in it. A what now? Oh, man. So this is another thing that's going to take me 20 minutes no, to explain. Go back and listen to episode <laughs> 25. Do it in 30 seconds. Go. OK. So these cars that Volkswagen make produce far more nitrogen dioxide pollution than they need to to meet legal limits. So Volkswagen designed the cars so that they would pretend they produced less when they were being tested, and then when they weren't being tested, they would go back to producing more. That's 19 seconds. Thanks very much. Very efficient when you know yourself. So these, and they're called defeat devices, right? Right. Uh, It's a clever bit of software. So, So the scientist plugs in his VW Beetle to the monkeys. What? But the, well, to the room that oh, the monkeys yes. are okay, in, right? right but the VW Beetle is installed very carefully under the supervision of a Volkswagen employee. That also happened. Right. Um, it's installed very carefully and thinks, oh, I'm being tested. I'm in a lab. So it turns on its emissions control. So the software is ensuring that the emissions coming from a VW Beetle are artificially low. They're much lower than they would be if that VW Beetle was being driven <gasps> on the streets. Because what you're trying to show is it doesn't kill the monkeys. Yeah, what you're trying to show is that modern diesel cars produce infinitely less stinky gas than old Ford diesels uh, from 15 years ago. But only when you've rigged them up with a defeat device, which goes, oh, hang on a minute, I'm in a lab with some monkeys. Yeah. I so, better smile up. So the scientist didn't know that he had been conned by the people paying to do the... Thing. Inhoffery upon inhoffery. <laughs> and then the even better thing oh, was, wow. that, was that despite that, the tests were inconclusive. So they didn't even prove that it doesn't kill monkeys? No, that, because the monkeys showed exactly the same level of like lung inflammation and irritation oh, when they were being gassed with the Volkswagen that had its defeat device on as when they were being gassed with the, uh, the Ford pickup truck right so if the whole point of this research was to prove that these things were all right and then the research was conducted which showed that they weren't all right does that mean the irony of this whole thing is that the research actually ended up not being published exactly yeah it was never published the only reason we know about it is because there is a court case going on in america where because volkswagen have admitted conspiring to like 
you know, break the Clean Air Act or whatever it's called in America with all their dodgy stuff. People are suing them. And there was a load of evidence that came up, including from this guy who was the scientist doing the research on the monkeys. And he's doing it at a place called the Lovelace Research Institute. Don't snigger. Play the sexy Lovelace Research (laughs) Institute musical. Actually, sounds like it should be more like this. Yeah, yeah, very good. So he's doing this stuff at the Lovelace Research Institute in in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And some dude leaks hundreds and hundreds of documents to this journalist, James, uh, Jack Ewing. Right. uh, And Jack Ewing reads it all and goes, hang on a minute, why is this happening in some lab? Blah, blah, blah. So that's the only reason it's all come to light. The research hasn't been published. It hasn't influenced anyone because it doesn't exist. So... I'm a little bit... I'm, I'm level with you here, Ol. I am overwhelmed by an Inhofe gasm. I feel like <laughs> I have been spaffed upon from a great height by 29 oh. of the world's most robust Inhofe's. Oh. I know, it's terrible. I don't know what bit of me to wash first. I Until just... now, this had been a very erudite and serious... Yeah. podcast about a, a serious issue that I'd bothered reading something about. No, you've done very, very well, but I, I feel a little bit like, well, why in the name of bloody hell is this remotely allowed? I know it's not allowed, but like, so there's a lot of inhoffs at work, but are you telling me that none of this was actually illegal? Like, what, the test, the testing? Of, what bits of anything that we've just been talking about is illegal? Uh, arguably none of it. I so mean, aren't the biggest inhofs the people who make the rules? Probably, yeah. I mean, what, what is illegal is having that software, those defeat devices in your cars that tricks test. And that's, that's why Volkswagen in the US have been fined billions. You know, they've, right. they've really been hit hard in the US. But that's, not, that's a, a, a sort of a separate issue to this. But that happened, you know, we knew about that in about that anyway. 2015. This, so, is, this is old news. But the whole, like, testing monkeys is legal. Although... In America... In America. For this stuff. For this stuff, yeah. yeah. Although, uh, you know, people who know a lot more about animal testing than I do have said that usually the justification is like improve, enhancing human medicine, you know, yeah. protecting humans, not selling cars. Yeah. So it's, I think it's a slightly grey area. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were lawsuits about this, to be honest. Because well. I, do, I do think that's... Because I was thinking about all this while you were so beautifully and eruditely banging on. Yeah. Um, and I was, <laughs> Sorry about the banging. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's good to be banged on that sometimes. But I was thinking, none of this... This is all evidence of how, of how the world works, right? And back in episode 25, we talked about naughty Volkswagen when all of this broke in the first place. And there was clear in Hoffery and they'd been found in breach fit and blah, 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 naughty slap wrists, right? But... This seems to have been... We were in the pub, weren't we? You and me. It was after we'd gone and done that vox popping and them students go back and listen to episode 102. We went to have a celebratory beer afterwards and on the big screens in the pub was some bloke with a big caption mm. under him saying Volkswagen tests on animals, right? And everyone was going berserk. Yeah. So, like, why now this thing are people going berserk about it when actually, kinda, no one's done anything wrong? Yeah, I mean... Ten monkeys got gassed for four hours. Which is bad. Let me be very, very clear. Anyone who knows me knows I think that's bad. (laughs) But we also previously knew that potentially hundreds of thousands of people have had their lives cut short because of diesel cars that polluted more than the manufacturers said they did. Is it because it's monkeys? 
Well, that's exactly the question that the journalist, this Jack Ewing guy who wrote the piece in the first place, sought to find out because he wrote the piece. He was like, this is an interesting story, whatever, you know. But then it went nuts. It went completely berserk. And in Germany in particular, it, it was dominating the broadcast news for like three days in a row. There were debates in Parliament about it. There was suddenly all this talk about we need to clean up politics. We need to have a a, a register of lobbyists really? showing who's p- putting money where. All because um, of the monkeys. All because of the monkeys. Well, it's because became... the monkeys made people go, oh, not monkeys. Well, that's that's his theory. So he's like, hang on a minute. Maybe this became such a big deal because for the first time in this whole Dieselgate pollution Volkswagen story, you had identifiable victims. You had 10 primates you could look at and go these people were gassed by Volkswagen. These monkeys were gassed by Volkswagen. And that's the whole problem with air pollution is that no one's death certificate says cause of death, Volkswagen or diesel or air pollution. It says lung cancer or it says massive asthma attack or a heart attack. And it's you can't you can't look at a pile of dead bodies and go, these are all the people who were killed by air pollution. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why it yeah, people think it's a scandal, but uh, so what? You know, there's all sorts of numbers and, and, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it's bad. But but suddenly you go, 10 monkeys, you can picture 10 monkeys sitting in a cage or sitting in an airtight chamber being gassed, being forced to watch cartoons. And suddenly you're like, that's not nice. That's not nice. And there was an amazing article, uh, a leader in Der Spiegel in Germany, uh, and it said the following. It said, the faces of our animal relatives opened our eyes to the unscrupulousness of this industry. Oh, man. And that's that's got to be it, hasn't it? It's like suddenly you're like, oh, my God, they will do yeah. what? The only thing like you could imagine, if they'd done it with kittens, I mean, it's the only thing they could yeah. have done to kind of... I bet they have. I bet somewhere, somewhere, kittens have been gassed. Undoubtedly. In order to sell you Jaffa Cakes or something. Undoubtedly. Don't sue us Jaffa Cake people. That was just an <laughs> illustrative example taken from the top of my head. But is this not the problem, all with air pollution stuff in general? Yes. That it is a gas that you can't see, comes out the end of a thing, everyone drives, where my particles do not necessarily go into your lungs. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Leave your particles out of this. Um, and is that why, uh, actually, we're in the state that we're in? Because yeah. I, I see also climate change, where it's a colourless, noiseless gas that's caused by everything we do. Yeah. Uh, and do we need to be slapped in the face with things in order to understand them and uh, yeah, basically so, yeah. you, slapped so, in the face with monkeys but the really interesting thing anecdotally admittedly a mate of mine Alan who listens to this podcast yeah he's not like him he's he does no we do love, we love Alan he's you're just a delicate snowflake because he was mean to you <laughs> and you can't take it anyway he was like he, t- he tweeted me saying this is it I've like I've had it with Volkswagen like this is completely beyond the pale turns out they're a bit mean this company <laughs> yeah but that's 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 exactly what we're talking about here suddenly it became like disgusting and outrageous and and real and visceral for people in a way that dodgy tests being rigged in laboratories just seemed a bit yeah. We were talking back in episode 101 and also episode 98, we were talking about like straws and plastic and all of that stuff. And we were talking when we were talking about straws, we were saying, uh, is this sort of visible thing that's very obviously wasteful? Is that just like a gateway to a discussion of bigger stuff or is it actually a distraction? Yeah. Yeah? And uh, one of the arguments is that you need people to care about the obvious visible stuff like a, a turtle with a 
straw sticking out of its arsehole or whatever, <laughs> you need people to see that and go, oh, that's horrible, in order that they can engage with the stuff they can't see. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't know if there is evidence for that. I mean, I think, that, like, the, the... I've just given you 25 minutes of, like, ranty, going slightly red in the face evidence. You have, you have, you have, you have indeed, yes, you have. But I don't think there is evidence that people care about air pollution particularly i think people care about horrible companies being in hoffs but i don't think example last week i was cycling around in london and it was the worst hike i've known it for a very very long time 25 minute cycle from my house to my work i turned up and my eyes had rubbish in them just like just like <laughs> what, like coke cans chunks of coke can <laughs> that had come straight out the arsehole of a car right and like people don't really care about i mean they care about it in an abstract ephemeral sense people don't really care about climate change you know i'll, I'll ignore that because uh, i think people do care about climate change no they don't they well, care about but, but the point is it doesn't matter i contend that it doesn't matter if people care about air pollution it does it matters if people care about the things that cause air pollution and in this case, we're talking about diesel. Only if the, the solutions are the concomitant to the challenge. So if everyone goes, oh, I'm not buying Volkswagen, but instead I'm going to go buy a, I don't know, insert other diesel no, but company. Diesel, but diesel, if everyone goes, oh, I'm not buying diesel, yes. that's a great thing, particularly now that you can viably buy something that isn't a petrol as well. So if, if everyone's like, oh, diesel is just really bad and they were like gassing monkeys with diesel, diesel, gas, monkeys, cancer, diesel, gas, you know, that's really important. And it's exactly the same on climate change. I don't care if people think climate change is bad. I, I want people to think burning fossil fuels is really, really bad. I thought I you thought we had to, to think... dismantle capitalism. Yeah, we do. They have to do that too. <laughs> just ne- next week. Right! No, shut up! <laughs> shut up for a minute! You've said so many things! I've said words. you said so many words. Oh, wonderful stuff. Very well done. Thank you very much for telling us all about them naughty inhoffs and what they've been up to. Uh, no, thank, well, thank you very much for listening to me bang on. Uh, do, uh, do seriously check out Jack Ewing. He's on Twitter. He's written loads of stuff in the New York Times. It's amazing. And, and I would recommend his book, even though I haven't read it, because it'll be great. Thank you, as ever, to the magnificent Dickie Moore for all of the music that begins and ends and into twinkles, twinkles this podcast. And thank you to the majestic Arthur Stovall, is that how we say it? Yeah, that's, how, that's how he says it. Okay. Right. Uh, who designed our logo, which is lovely and pretty and makes me smile every time I see it. On which note, stay tuned. Watch your Babbel social media feeds and attends to the Babbel website because we're going to be having some merchandise. Merch! Done by that majestic Mr. Arthur Stovall. So more on that soon, but we're going to be sussing out whether people want to buy a selection of things. Buy shit you don't need. Give Babbel money. <laughs> Reminds me of when we went to meet Mr. Mombio and I tried to give him a Babbel magnet. Very embarrassing, wasn't it? Anyway, um, don't forget, listener, that if you like the babble and if you wish to fund more of Ol's erudite research, then you can donate. We have a crowdfunder going on at wubblywubblywubbly.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash sustainababble, where some very kind people have given us some dosh, and you can as well. Every cent counts, literally, and it is cents because it's an American thing. Why is it American? 
Some things are American, like gassing monkeys. Yeah, but why are we getting money in American dollars when we're not American? It's good for the exchange rate, trust me on this. Okay. You can get in touch with us and tell us how much you like the show. We still are waiting for a single person to contact us in, ex- in response to our feature in episode 101 saying, help us, we are thick. Yeah. Um, go and listen to that. That um, might be a, a bit of a one-hit wonder, that no, feature. Well, we've, had, we've had another inquiry in. We should be dealing with next week's help us, we are thick next week. But uh, yeah, or you can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on Facebook, just search Sustainababble, or look for us on Twitter at the Babble Wagon. Right, I'm off to gas monkeys no. in a VW Beetle no. and watch some lovely cartoons, maybe Rugrats. Well done, all. Uh, help yourself to a biscuit. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>